In China, explosive economic growth is slowing, but the government says it wants to slow growth so it can focus on restructuring the economy from the old export model to one led by domestic consumption and fueled by innovation. But fueling innovation is a tricky thing, as one startup company in Shanghai is learning. The world's Mary Kay Magstead spoke with the founder, a 42-year-old entrepreneur from Korea. Yukul Yoon was fast out of the blocks when he got out of graduate school at Stanford in 1995. He worked a year for Tandy and then for a startup that went bust. Then he created the shopping comparison website MySimon.com and sold it two years later for seven hundred million dollars. Mostly, it was just very lucky. It's like you know, right time in the right place. It was just before the U.S. dot-com bubble popped. Yun started a few more companies, tried his luck in Japan, and is now in Shanghai. He's convinced that China is the future. This is going to be the country. I mean, in my industry, is bigger than U.S. I'm talking about in terms of the dollar amount. It's going to be bigger than the sum of the money that's spent by the, you know, all of the U.S. people in two years by all measures. Yun's startup is called B5M in Chinese, Bangwa Mai, or Help Me Buy. B5M's office is pretty standard: white walls, cubicles, employees focused on their computers. It's the work culture here that's different, says Wang Min. He's a 32-year-old former math teacher who's worked at other high-tech companies in China. Wang says his boss here lets the employees try new things. We can show him. What we can do, and he always give us all those chance. Even it's a wrong direction, you can try. So our culture is a try, which is pretty rare in China. He says, even in the high tech field, Yun says creating the right work environment is something he learned in Silicon Valley after learning something even more basic when he left Korean schools for Stanford. I was, you know, raised in a very competitive environment. I had to study, you know, twelve, thirteen hours a day every day. You know, not a lot of this innovation. It's more of a, you know, memorizing and understanding, being able to solve the problem that are in the text. And then I went to Stanford, and then it's a very culture shock. He says the exams at Stanford didn't just test what you knew, but how you applied it to new situations. For him, it was the beginning of a new way of thinking. The data engineering manager here, Jin Guangfang, says Chinese people could use a little more of that in their education. Frankly speaking. The Chinese education system is not as good as Western countries like U.S. He switches to Chinese to say people here need to learn critical, creative thinking from other places. He went to India, and for a twenty-something-year-old from a village in central China, it was an eye-opener. He says the Indians he worked with had a really open global perspective, and it taught him to switch on that perspective to look at China more critically and ask how should China act in the world? How should China be? He says it made him realize that to foster innovation, it helps to have a freer flow of ideas and information. South Korea found that to be the case when it shifted from authoritarian rule and censorship to a more open democracy in the 1980s. Yogurul Yoon was a teenager there when the transformation happened. I mean, it made a major, major impact. It's basically, you know, everybody can speak up, and that's a transparency because now everybody can see what's better and what's what's good, right? What's more efficient. Yun says he's trying to help China make progress, but sometimes it's hard going in unexpected ways.
I realized that you know, even though you have a good solution, the big companies are not willing to create a win-win. They want to have a win-lose. He says big Silicon Valley companies look to cooperate with promising startups in ways that can benefit each for a win-win, but Chinese companies seek to crush the competition. I win, you lose. He says many Chinese companies also lack respect for intellectual property rights. They don't see the point of leasing someone else's software. Yun says even underwear companies prefer to hire their own engineers to come up with their own search engines, even if it's just an expensive duplication of effort. They do not trust other companies' product. They worried about it because they relying on someone else. That's why you know there's no win-win. Win-win it requires a synergistic, dependent sort of a relationship. That's what win-win is all about. I help you, you help me. But because of the lack of the trust, right, that creates the win-lose. Still, Yoon is relentlessly optimistic, or at least tenacious. He admires the drive and the work ethic here. He still thinks China's the place to be to make money in his field. He believes China will eventually become innovative itself because he says once Chinese companies have caught up by copying what's already out there, there is no other choice. Then will come the test of how much real innovation can come out of a society that lacks trust, intellectual property protection, and a free flow of information and ideas. For now, the game remains for the innovative to come in and stay just far enough ahead of those ready to copy, pirate, or crush them. Even with the slowing economy, the brave and the ambitious still find it a game worth playing. For the world, I'm Mary Kay Magstad, Shanghai.